Hey, Ravings and Cravings here, otherwise known as Ruth Hartunian Alaba, bringing you yet another live interview here at WILI on Main Street in Willimantic. I am joined here today with Barry Jesserun. He does so many things, and he's going to have to talk for quite a while because we have to get them all in there, right? But you would best know him for places like the Vanilla Bean and Fenton River Grill and Dog Lane. And what's the last one? 85 Main and Putnam. That, that's the one I always forget. You it's know. so far away from Willimantic. Putnam. Putnam is like going to, you know... Washington State, isn't it? Well, you know, it's about a half hour, maybe. It's a half hour. <laughs> so, Barry, tell us about all those four places and where they're located, and then we'll go beyond the details, okay? All right, great. Let's start with the chronological, uh, chronological order. Right? Chronological. The, the Vanilla Bean Cafe opened in 1989. We opened it to sort of fill a little niche out there where uh, we wanted to do a, you know, a good, what I referred to back then as a middle-of-the-road lunch place, somewhere you could get, you know, something good to eat, mm-hmm. get it quickly, hang out if you want. I tried to, you know, bring back the European-style cafe, because mm-hmm. in Connecticut, cafes back then were like gin mills, place <laughs> you could go get a cheap drink, you know? Interesting. So we, we opened up with, with that idea, and, and it took off. You know, we've been there now for, for 35 years. We're in our 35th year. Are you kidding? No, that's, really? that's how long we've been around. Okay, pause there for a minute. Okay. So what's the location of that one? That's located at 450 Deerfield Road in Pomfret, Connecticut. If you look at the map, it's the little black dot that says Pomfret at the intersections of 44 Scenic Route 169, of course, Scenic Route 97. And I just am curious, what do you have anything currently on the menu that was on the menu 35 years ago? Or has it morphed? You know, the saying, the saying in this industry is, is the restaurant you open is not the same restaurant you have five years later. Sure. Um, that mm-hmm. said, you know, we started out with the build-your-own sandwich, right? That was one of the main things we oh. did. And that's still okay. c- kind of quietly off-menu, but still there. Mm-hmm. If you want to come in and build your own sandwich, we will, we will talk you through that, okay. right? Uh-huh. So that's still there. Um, but no, everything that we sort of grew into what mm-hmm. we've become. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things are basic. We started with pastrami. We still have pastrami. We That's started with turkey. Thing. We still have turkey. You know, um, mm-hmm. but the way the restaurant's grown over time, we created menu items that became static. Mm-hmm. So when we first opened, we just made soup, you know, based on our whims, what was available, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, what we felt like. And then you know, customers said, "Hey, we really like that you do all these soups, but can you make one we can rely on?" Mm-hmm. You know, that we know is going to be there. Because people are like creatures of habit, and they want to go to a restaurant and get the thing they like. Yeah, so that we have our expectation, and if we don't get it, we go home and we cry, right? Or we yeah. complain. So over the years, we created <laughs> a bunch of static menu items, and then and eventually grew into that. And I would say by the third or fourth year, we had a menu that, that is pretty much like it is today, that things come and go on throughout the years. Is the chili like one of the main things there we made the chili uh the first year there were no chili there was no chili on restaurants in northeastern connecticut at all and we were wondering okay maybe it's not a chili area let's throw it on (laughs) as a special and find out and of course we sold it we now make uh that recipe was was quadrupled and we busy times of the year we will make that uh three or four times a week and that's that's in october um you know but usually it's about twice a week we Mm -hmm. make that chili um but yeah it's it's become I mean, you asked about it, so as you know, it's become yeah. one of our most popular items. It is, it yeah. is. All right, so we got the vanilla bean. I got three more to go, so go for it. All right, the next one that opened was 85 Main. We opened that in 2005. We're in our 18th year, if I've done my math correctly on that one. Wow. We opened that to sort of fill the niche of an of a, of a upscale 
um, casual restaurant sort of in a little country town because we found that a lot of our customers were driving to West Hartford or, or to Providence to get a good meal. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what we solved for them was not so much driving to Providence or Hartford, but the drive home. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, it's later, you're tired, you've had something to eat, and now it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we were able to, you know, slowly grow that business um, to where it was, mm-hmm. you know, fully acceptable. And then we started pulling people in from Rhode Island and from Massachusetts, you know, to yeah. come and, and yeah. eat there. And, mm-hmm. and um, it's done well. In 2000 and, what was it? It was 2009, we expanded the bar and added sushi to the menu. No, you have sushi either? Yeah. Oh. And hey, we have we all have, right. Well, you know, I need to go. <laughs> we have really good sushi, man. We, we bring in sushi. we bring in whole fish and, and break them down. I'll tell you something interesting really? that happened during the wow. pandemic. Um, during the pandemic, the the supply chains had problems right. all over the place, sure. and a lot of the Chinese yep. restaurants supply chains were out of New York, and the only sushi restaurants around here, you know, were at these Chinese restaurants that were also mm. doing it, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get stuff. Oh. So we were the only place oh, wow. like in a 10 or 15 mile circle or more that was doing sushi so our sushi sales like went through the roof <laughs> oh, I bet. and people came and they had our sushi and they're like oh oh this is sushi <laughs> you know because it was fresh i mean we were bringing and we were we were getting absolutely great fish during the wow. pandemic because there was so few buyers for them and we were just like you know oh, interesting <laughs> gobbling it up <laughs> but yeah, adding sushi there made a big difference. We, of course, we we put a patio there. All our restaurants have outdoor patios. It's kind of kind of crucial. Um, when we opened the last one, Fenton, which I'll get to in a moment, mm-hmm. it was actually part of the deal. The town had to approve the patio being built, oh. and the landlord had to agree to pay for half of it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in order for us to to sign a lease and go in there. Mm-hmm. That's how important outdoor patios are for us. And of course, the pandemic showed the. the value of that oh yeah well we were eat- we were all eating outside for quite a while and uh, are there are there heaters out there like can we go eat out there yes we do have patio heaters there. Oh, just like italy yeah. okay yeah. fenton river you want to go on to that one no i don't i want to just want okay. to touch base on 85 main we opened right. that with, with a managing partner his name's james martin mm-hmm. he's the the driving force behind what actually is 85 main it's his creativity and his talent really that makes that place what it is mm. and and the staff that we bring in that want to work under him and with him to uh, to create that you know that's mm-hmm. what it is because our job as green valley hospitality is is to open and support these places we don't we don't necessarily try and run them all mm. that would be crazy and i'd probably be divorced because <laughs> you wouldn't have a, you wouldn't have a life like right. beyond the restaurants right so we create places that other people want to step in and, and help us do mm-hmm. you know to a certain degree, yeah. we're, we're like the storytellers. You know, mm. we dream this stuff up and, and then have people come in who want to help us fulfill on the story and then help shape it. You know, like the way I put it is I, I like design restaurants the way I sort of create soup. Mm. Like I'll, I'll write a recipe for soup and I'll make it and then I'll have a bunch of people try it. Mm. And I go, what do you think? And they go, this is good, but what if you try that? Or what if you try that? Mm-hmm. And over two or three or four iterations of it, we, we hone this really, really good soup. Mm. It becomes a staple. We throw it in the cookbook. And now anybody can make it. Mm-hmm. And we sort of do the same thing when we're putting together a restaurant. We come up with the business plan, the idea, the design. And then we talk to other people. And huh. we, we involve other people who, who care about these things. Uh, right up to the, the people who are doing the work building it. They'll, they might come up with suggestions. And we'll go, hey, that's a good idea. Let's well, throw that in the mix. Well, that sounds like a lot of collaboration. Absolutely. And, I mean, that, that takes a lot of time to birth something when you have, the more people there are, 
the more complication there is in collaboration or the more energy there is or the more creativity, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's more creativity. You know, it's still mm-hmm. it's still sort of my vision that I'm putting together, so I still mm-hmm. get to say yay or nay as we're putting it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that input, you know, it just makes it so much better. Just like the soup is so much better because a bunch of people... You yeah, know, had their hand, and it's a guided hand. It's not like someone throwing extra stuff in when you're not looking. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. These are guided with a, with a story in mind. Okay, now I'm hungry for soup. I know. All That's right. how it goes. So the next restaurant we opened was Dog Lane Cafe in Stores, right by Yukon. Mm. We'd been looking at Yukon for a long time, probably since the, like the first or second year after we opened the Vanilla Bean, because I would say that was like the, our largest constituent of customers would said, you know, we love the bean, but we really need one down in Mansfield. <laughs> The problem was Yukon owned all the property around Yukon. Mm. You know, hmm. there, there wasn't a, a big enough place, blah, 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 right? Years go by, we never really found anything. And then they started this downtown stores thing. Yeah. And this is interesting because they started that project, I think, around the year 2000 or 2001. Mm-hmm. And then the downtown partnership formed somewhere in 2001 or 2002. I joined it somewhere in 2003. You know, pay my dues and mm-hmm. I get the emails and I go to meetings and I find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then in 2008, I signed a letter of intent. Wow. In 2011, I signed a lease and we opened in 2012. So that's how long that project took. That's a talk about a long term project. Right. Ooh. And a lot of people came and said, How did you get this great location, you yeah, know, in this perfect. project? Yeah. And it's because I was playing the game from the beginning. Mm. And a lot of people up in that area were like, oh, it'll never work. It's not going to happen. It's never happened before. Nobody wants it, right? And I was like, it didn't cost me much to pay attention. Interesting. That's a very interesting aspect of uh, restaurant ownership. (laughs) And then when they said, hey, they're looking for leases, Mm -hmm. I was the first guy. I called them up and I said, hey, I'm ready. And they said, we're not. Give us two weeks. Right? So we met at Starbucks. (laughs) And my promise to them when we met at Starbucks is, in the future, when you're meeting new tenants, you're going to meet them in my space. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, that's, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a be- I love the, that location, and I love, I love the windows. That is like such a draw for me. I, just, I, I always like to sit by the window and just watch the cars, watch the people. Yeah. Lots of natural light there. It's a yes. south, southwesterly exposure. It's beautiful. It's beautiful all day long. Bottomless cup of yeah. coffee. Yeah. And the address there is One Dog Lane, mm-hmm. yeah, hence Dog Lane Cafe. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, most of your listeners know the Husky is Yukon's mascot. So yes. Ours is a Malamute, in case anybody was wondering. Our, uh, we have a dog as part of our logo, and it's a Malamute. Oh, okay. <laughs> Definitely different breed, right? <laughs> what do you like to eat when you go there? You know, you know I, I tend to go with just a half a sandwich, That's, and, and it's the, the chicken salad because... We, you know, we make the chicken salad there like you'd make it at home mm-hmm. with leftover roasted chicken. Like real chicken? Yeah, we roast, we roast wow. chickens in that space all the time. Mm-hmm. We make a lot of menu items from it. We're making all our soups from the stock, from the chickens. Wow. You know, it's like... From it's, scratch cooking, Yeah, huh? absolutely. And so the, anything with chicken in it, but especially that cold chicken salad, it's made with apples. And yeah, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's really, nice. really good. And that's one of my... The other one that I like there is the um, smoked salmon BLT. Oh, yeah, I've had that. Yeah, we put that on the menu as sort of a stretch. We're like, hmm, do you think this will work? It works. And then the first three days we were open, we didn't sell one of them. Oh. Which was really bizarre. And we're like, oh, my God, it's not going to work. And now it's like our number three best-selling sandwich. And you guys have great desserts there. Oh, my we gosh. Do. We do. We've, we've, mm. we've honed it down to, like, the best sellers at the Vanilla Bean. Mm-hmm. And we've put those there. 
So what and then yeah. uh, we have a rainbow cake, which is is surprisingly good. It's like your neighbor made it for your kid's birthday party. You know, it looks good. It tastes good. Uh-huh. You know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's it's an industrial cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a gluten-free uh, ch- flourless chocolate tort mm-hmm. that is really, really rich and really, really good. Um, and then the, the carrot cake is just, you know, a lot of people say this is the best carrot cake I've had. Mm-hmm. And occasionally we'll have a cheesecake in there that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then we have a lot of other smaller ones that, that we'll make in-house or they'll be a parbake type of thing that, that they come in frozen and mm-hmm. we'll finish them Cookies, off there. Brownies, but they're, you know, they're like baked that. there every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. And I, it's, it is such a great location. And, and then we travel after we have our lunch there. We'll have dinner at Fenton River, right? <laughs> make make an all around. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Why you not know? start it start at vanilla bean for breakfast? Uh, my lunch at the- <laughs> my daughter's figured out how to do that. I want to eat at all four locations in one day, and this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I have hit all four locations in one day. It doesn't happen often. Uh, it involves a lot of driving, but yeah. uh, usually it's like two, maybe three. Occasionally it's a vacation. It's yeah. a sta- you know you stayed <laughs> in the state for one day. You know. Yeah. The other thing that's very popular there is smoothies. We do a lot of real fresh that's right, fruit yep. mm-hmm. smoothies. A lot of places use uh, prepackaged stuff, and we don't do that. We, we're using fresh ingredients all the time to make those, and those are really, really good. And, of course, our coffee there is really good. It is, yeah. I like your clam chowder uh, there. Same chowder, chowder same chili between the bean and dog lane. Those, oh, those two things are exactly the same. Oh, interesting. Um, so if you're looking for that, that's, that's uh-huh. how that is. Some of the other things are the same. The pastrami Reuben is the same, made the same way we make our own Thousand Island dressing. Um, I love Thousand Island. Really, really good On stuff. everything. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's get to the next one. So yes. Fenton River Fenton Grill, River. We, we opened that again based on customer feedback. They said, hey, look, we really love Dog Lane. We love the quality you're doing, mm. but we really want to be waited on and we want a bar. <laughs> you know, All we right. want to have a glass of wine or, you know, a drink mm-hmm. after work. And, and can you do something like that? And we're like, okay, let's let's look around. So we, <laughs> we looked around. And again, we, we ran into the same problem we had before around Yukon. There is very little mm. where you can put in the number of seats you need to actually be a, a profitable and sustainable yeah. and enduring restaurant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and make it work. So we never found anything. And at one point, the, the town manager of Mansfield came to me and he said, what about looking in the plaza down, you know, by Big Y? And I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of far. Um, it, it's a plaza. You know, <laughs> I don't always associate really good restaurants and mm-hmm. plazas, although I have eaten at really good restaurants and plazas. So, mm-hmm. you know, i mm-hmm. got to check my own, um, mm-hmm. what's that bias there? I've mm-hmm. certainly been to some that have been exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, so we looked at the place. It was Angelino's, as most of you will yeah. probably remember, yep. and Angelino's was there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they had grown a little bit into that space, but they hadn't grown a lot. They had a little room that there was, they'd built in on. And... Uh, it came down to it just wasn't big enough. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't do what I need to do. So, no. And then about three or four months later, the landlord called me back up and he said, you know, what if I move H&R Block? You know, they have a space right oh, next give door. give me some more space. And I said, okay, let me go down and take a look. So, of course, went down, took measurements, did some rough sketches and numbers. And I said, okay, it'll work. And then we spent, you know, a long time mm. negotiating a lease for that space. But um, we eventually came to terms and... Uh, Went ahead and did it. Again, it was to fill that niche that people said mm. they wanted in this area, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we're, we were after there, you know, we wanted a really good um, beer selection. We've got 20 beers on tap, almost all of them oh. local, local to southern New England. Oh, wow. And, and a lot from Connecticut. That's so very interesting. That's re- great. Really wow. great there. Uh, great cocktail list. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of bartenders there that really know what they're doing and, and love creating mm. these things. And we change that cocktail list usually about twice a year. Got a great wine list. The managing partner there is Steve Smith, 
<laughs> He's the quintessential restaurant guy. He used to work for the John Kadama restaurant group down in the Mystic area. <laughs> he was part of Doc and Dine and um, the Steak Loft. So oh, those those places down long, there. Long he history. was with them for 20 years or so. But oh, he's goodness. the guy behind, you know, helping us open Dog Lane and mm-hmm. then helping us open Fenton. Like I said, he's he's the guy, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he's, you're going to see him out front. You'll see him helping at the bar. You'll see him helping in the kitchen. He can literally do any job there is in the restaurant and do it well, wow. you know. That's but he's amazing. a great front-of-the-house guy. He's a great ambassador, and he, and he really builds a really strong team of people who care. Mm-hmm. And that that's a talent that not everybody has no that that is a talent so i'm i'm just wondering like what's next oh nothing <laughs> really? Does the, oh no, I'm this, done it for. This is the end of yeah. the. This is the era, the end of the era for for restaurants. Yeah, a long time ago, I was probably certainly in the late '90s. I actually wrote my own business plan for my life, and in that in that business plan, I I spelled out how many kids I thought I should have and how many restaurants I wanted to open. And how after did you do? the first kid, I realized three kids I did not want. I'm like, man, one is enough. You know, so we ended up with two kids <laughs> and I don't say ended up. We planned for two kids after we said three uh-huh. is three is too many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I just ended up with another kid. <laughs> that, that doesn't <laughs> that sound happen? good, does it? Right. <laughs> so, no, we, we two kids. So the business plan changed there. Mm-hmm. And and the four the five restaurants in the business plan became four, five. mainly because of just inflation. I mean, to a certain degree, mm-hmm. we we're able to reach the top line sale that I was looking for that mm-hmm. I thought I needed five for. But 20 years later, four does that number. Mm-hmm. And that works. And, and four, from my office, from the bookkeeping, from everything, just works really well with mm-hmm. four. A fifth mm-hmm. one would just sort of be too much. Fifth wheel. You know? And the other thing is, you know, when, when I did all this, I, I put a little dot on the map where I live, and I drew a circle around it. And I would only do anything within a half hour of that circle. Because right. you don't about, want to waste your time just driving places. No, huh? God, no. And it's about quality of life. I mean, mm-hmm. what we do is about quality of life, not just for us, but the people who work for us. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that, you know, even managers, salary managers are specified 45 hours a week. You know, less when mm-hmm. it's quiet, maybe a little busier if there's, you know, like moving weekend or something like that. Yeah, or right? holidays, graduation. But time off and, and all that, that's important to us. So we try and make mm-hmm. it important to the people that work for us, too. Um, so it was important for me when I was building it. And we were invited. We've been invited to Hartford. We've been invited to the casino, to Providence. Um, we've been invited to you know, um, Amherst up by UMass oh. because they, they like what we're doing. And uh-huh. they say, hey, come and do it out here. Uh-huh. And we go, no. <laughs> you know, I yeah. just it's not I don't want to be that far away. Well, I think then that means that what we have here. What you've established here is something very special that, that I think everybody should take advantage of and go to at least one of the places, if not all four, because it's not happening anywhere else. This is a very unique thing to our part of the state, isn't it? It is. You know, I was just interviewed recently by the last Green Valley. They're going to do an article in, oh, in something them. in 2024. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she asked a question that says, how come when I travel, I can't find places like the Vanilla Bean or Dog Lane? Good question. And I honestly didn't know how to answer it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it goes back what I talked to her about then. It, it's the story. Like my brother and I, we care. And we're not in this game, right, for, for making the most money we can. We're in this game for quality of life. We get to live in Northeastern Connecticut, you know, and, and have a a decent work-life balance that a lot of people in business don't have. I mean, a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. you know, they don't run their businesses. Their businesses run them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we 
took a great deal of effort to make sure that that, that wasn't going to happen mm. to us. I mean, there are times it does. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but there's many times it's not. Well, I think what you've I think what you've established is a very unique culture as far as the workplace and also serving the public. You've established a culture of your own that is like I think was it Lois that you were talking to. Was it Lewis or was it somebody else? It was somebody else. From, yeah. Okay, from the last Green Valley. But that's that's what I'm thinking. Is is that something that 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 you know Rome was not built in a day? It's something that has been wrought out over the years, and and now you kind. I think you've arrived. Yeah, we've we've built what we wanted to do. You, you know, did. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I have I have my own sushi restaurant. That was something I always I wanted. No, I have you know? to go do that. I, I, I remember that thinking that you know I wanted to open a, a restaurant called the American Sushi Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to make sushi more mainstream, you know, in America, because it was so, I th- I thought it was so good and, and and easy to understand, and and it did that on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in Home Depot the other day, and and two guys were working there. Said, "Hey, let's go out for some sushi for lunch," and it's like, okay. Well, it's great because you know what, your food never gets cold. It's, just, <laughs> that. it's cold. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, I had, I would love it once a week, really. If I, well. We've talked about food, but we have one thing that's sitting here that no one can see. You might want to hold it up, point it right at the camera, because this is something, in addition to the food things, Barry has this book that he's written. You're going to tell us what it's about? Yeah, so one of of the main things we realized uh, many years ago was that we're not really in the restaurant business. We're in the Young Person Development Agency. Well, that's a culture then. You know, I mean, our job was to create a place where people wanted to come and work. You know, that, that liked whatever our story was, liked what we were doing, mm. and wanted to be with us, to mm-hmm. work with us, whether it was to work with someone like James on the high level we're at, or to come and work in the fun environments that we create. Mm. We get a lot of people apply at Dog Lane just because they walk in as customers and they go, man, I want to work here. Mm-hmm. You know, and we set out to do that. And we really, we really put our staff first. I mean, we always say our, our first customers are our employees, we need to create a place that satisfies them first. Hmm. Because if we can create a place that satisfies them, right, then they're going to automatically just satisfy the customer because they're going to fulfill within the story that we're telling on a fundamental level. Mm-hmm. Or, or mm-hmm. really, it's this. My, my unofficial title is Chief Storyteller. And, and the Vanilla Bean Cafe and 85 Main and Dog Lane Cafe and Fenton River Grill are on a very fundamental level stories that I've dreamed up and get other people to help me tell and to continue to tell. When you have to give a nod to your other partner, too, right? So Steve Smith yeah. at Fenton, but the one I left out, of course, is my brother. My brother's partner in all four of these. His name's Brian. He's been with me since the beginning. The bro. And, you know, we have we have very good divergent skills. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I'm really good at, he doesn't want to do. And a lot of what he does, I go, yeah, sure, have fun doing that. That's a good uh, and, relationship. And it's great. And, and, and advice I always tell people, well, how do you stay in business with your family? Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's this. And this works across every business, mm-hmm. right? And it's don't make requests of people where you know they cannot or do not want to fulfill or where they don't have the skill to fulfill. Mm. A lot of breakdowns are caused because you're asking someone to do something even though the, you know they don't like doing it or don't want to do it. And then you wonder why the breakdown happened. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things we do. Well, that's relationships 101, huh? Yeah, so, so the, the book came from us working with all these staffs over the years. And, and I would speak occasionally at like Eastern Connecticut State University or UConn or some other places. Mm-hmm. And, and I came away one day from the question and answer period with them and the outline of the book just sort of came to me. It's like how I could structure what it is I do and what it is I teach. Mm-hmm. 
um, into a book that I could then share with other people. So it's called The Drunkard's Path. Are you the drunkard? No. It's, oh. The Drunkard's Path refers to two things. Okay. One is it's actually it's a stitch in quilting. And the thing about it is it's, oh. not, it's not one you're going to do right away. It's not for beginners. But once you get good at quilting, this stitch allows you to open up your space of possibilities for design. Oh, interesting. Right? And mm-hmm. so what I do is I take young people. And I encourage them to step up and do the harder thing. Learn something new. Mm-hmm. Take it on because it's going to open up a whole new space of possibilities in your future. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, wow, look at the connection. <laughs> and the other is I know people who are older. <laughs> and, and I ask them, Don't, you know, when, <laughs> when, you, when you look back on your career path, was it ever a straight line? And almost never is it is. So we all walk our own drunkard's path through life. And, you know, 25 minutes is almost gone. Yeah. And, and we just got, you're just getting started. <laughs> and I feel so bad that we have to like cut things off at this point. So many things. Check out Green Valley Hospitality. Check out the restaurants. Barry Jesserun, thank you so much for being here today on WILI. I will see you guys next week at 5.05 p.m. on Monday here with Ravings and Cravings. Check me out on Instagram, Crave Eat Love, and have a good evening.